Hey, this is Mohal Joshi from Los Angeles, California. I follow Indian foreign policy and defense with a special focus on Asia. You can follow me on Twitter at Mohal Joshi. Hey, this is Kishore Narayan from Bengaluru in India. I am an international relations expert specializing in global security, conflict resolution, and international negotiation. My focus areas include peace building and digital diplomacy. You can find me on Twitter at Veggie Diplomat. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of India Rising Strategic Affairs Conversations with Mohal and Kishore, a show in which we analyze the happenings from around the world and their impact on India. We are back after a long hiatus during the Lok Sabha elections, which saw the National Democratic Alliance romping back to power under the leadership of incumbent Prime Minister Narendra Modi. We will dedicate a full episode soon on the implications of this development. In today's episode, though, we will be talking about the deadly serial blasts that ripped through major cities in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday, 21st April, and its bearing on India's national security. Remember that there were seven separate blasts, out of which five uh, happened in Colombo. Uh, to name them, uh, one was at the St. Anthony's Shrine during the Easter Sunday Mass, and then there were four other blasts in uh, hotels across Colombo, Shangri-La Hotel, Grand Cinnamon Hotel, Kingsbury Hotel, and Tropical Inn Hotel were the ones uh, devastated. And then uh, a city north of Colombo called Negombo was also attacked, in which the St. Sebastian's Church was the primary target. And on the eastern coast of Sri Lanka, in a city called Patikaloa, the Zion Church was also the target. Now, immediately after the uh, blast, uh, night curfew was night curfew was imposed. Major social media and messaging services were temporarily blocked. Within 24 hours, there were reports naming two individuals, Zahran Hashim and Abu Muhammad. Quickly, reports also started emerging that multiple foreign intelligence agencies had passed on specific reports about the impending attacks. In fact, there were specific reports from the Indian intelligence agencies to the Sri Lankan government at least three times. In the first alert on 4th of April, uh, the agencies told Sri Lankan government that apart from churches, the Indian High Commissioner's office in Colombo could be a target. The second alert was sent on the 20th of April, a day before the attack, and was even more specific than the first one in that it mentioned the possible targets. The last alert was sent hours before the suicide bombers attacked the three churches and the four hotels. This was all followed by the seven bomb blasts that we know about. What many people don't know was that there was one unexploded bomb close to the Bandar Naike International Airport, just outside Colombo. Amidst all the confusion, chaos, and panic, a day later, the Sri Lankan Finance Minister Mangala Samaravira described the entire sequence of events as a well-coordinated attempt to create murder, mayhem, and anarchy. Yeah, so um, now Sri Lanka uh, is a multi-ethnic and multi-religious society. Uh, about 70% of the population are Buddhists. Uh, 
uh, around 12% are hindus uh, the muslims are at 10% and christians are the 6% which form the the smaller minorities uh, the christians are largely concentrated in nagambo colombo area on the western coast of sri lanka now it is a thing of past that sri lanka had managed to uh, end a three decade civil war just a decade ago in 2009 by militarily defeating the tamil terrorist organization uh, called ltte or liberation tigers of tamil elam there hasn't been a single terror attack in sri lanka in the past 10 years the sri lankan government and the public at large had become indifferent towards the security challenges that the country was facing in the context of the global jihad now in november 2016 uh referring to the islamic state uh, war in syria and iraq uh, the sri lankan justice minister uh, had stated to in parliament that 32 muslims from well educated and elite families had gone to join the islamic state but there were there was no news of whether they had returned back however a few months later the minister had also informed the sri lankan government that the sri lankan government was aware of some foreigners who had come to sri lanka once uh, islamic state started facing defeats in its caliphate now when the while the sri lankan authorities were tight-lipped about the possible group behind the attacks the islamic state issued a statement in its affiliated uh, news agency amak saying that the attackers were fighters of the islamic state uh, within a few days a propaganda video appeared in the islamic Uh, in which the Islamic State Abu Bakr Al Baghdadi, who had reappeared after a long gap of five years, and spoke about the Sri Lankan bombings and said that they were uh, revenge for the loss of territory in uh, Syria and Iraq. Uh, another telltale of uh, uh, Islamic State ISIS being involved was uh, the use of explosives. Was the TATP the signature explosive of the ISIS? now the name of a lesser known radical group called the national tawhid jamaat ntj started doing the rounds as being influenced by the islamic state uh, the name of zaran hasim started popping up as the head of ntj he in fact was named as an uh, is suspect by indian authorities uh, hailing from the eastern region of sri lanka from batikola by now his name had become notoriously unpopular across sri lanka the people realized that he was the same person who had attracted several thousand followers on youtube and facebook he had posted incendiary sermons and delivered extremist diatribe against uh, non muslims the other suspect abu mohammed was a son of a spice trader mohammed ibrahim who operated a flourishing spices uh, export business under the name of ishana exports now the initial death count was reported to be 359 but was later revised down to 253 uh, many people had then question how the sri lankan authorities could make such a huge mistake on the death count too well the problem was uh, with the mangled remains of the bodies which were counted more than once some of the missing people were injured ones and those who were admitted to hospitals and later found out and accounted for uh, there were some disturbing reports of how sri lankan authorities started thinking that india was trying to pit sri lanka against pakistan by sending these teller uh, alerts to them
In fact, one of the possible places to be attacked as per Indian intelligence inputs was the India House in Colombo, which houses the Indian High Commissioner's Office. Yeah, so uh, there have been multiple cases of uh, Buddhist and uh, Muslim communal riots that have happened on the outskirts of Colombo in the past few years. Counter-terrorism agencies may have been complacent in this regard, underestimating the threat of the impact of global jihad on the Muslim communities. All seven of the suicide bombers were Sri Lankan citizens associated with the National Tawheed Jamaat, the local militant Islamist group with suspected foreign ties, previously known for only attacks against Buddhists. Put simply, the NTJ became globalized when it came under the influence of the Islamic State and had to follow the Islamic State's orders and carry out dastardly and well-coordinated attacks against Christendom. These attacks are expressions of a rage that lurks within the modern Islam, within modern Islam of Christendom and of Christian values, which, which it believes has displaced Islam as the world's preeminent religion. Now, Sri Lanka, on its part though, is struggling with a legal blind spot. Terror attacks committed outside cannot be investigated in Sri Lanka, and therefore the terrorists cannot be prosecuted for their crimes. After the blasts, a presidential commission of inquiry was set up. On 28th of April 2019, President Maitripala Sirisena banned any type of face covering, including the burqa or the niqab. The, uh, the TV channel Peace Television, run by preacher and televangelist Zakir Nayak, has now been banned in Sri Lanka. Six foreign police agencies, including the FBI, Scotland Yard, Interpol, and a few other agencies, are helping the Sri Lankan police in investigating the attacks. The investigations carried out in Sri Lanka have revealed that the bombers had indeed visited Kerala, Jammu and Kashmir, and Bengaluru on multiple occasions. As an immediate outcome of the terror attacks, two heads have rolled. The Inspector General of Police, Pujit Jayasundara, was sent on a compulsory leave after an uproar from the common citizens. Thereafter, the Secretary to Ministry of Defense, Hemasari Fernando, also resigned. In fact, as we record today, there has been news of the Chief Intelligence Officer of the country also uh, submitting his papers. There has been political bickering between President Sirisena and Prime Minister Ranil Vikramasinghe, and former President Mahinda Rajapaksa has been waiting in the wings, waiting for the right opportunity to make his move. Remember, we had covered the political uh, instability in Sri Lanka extensively in, in episode eight. Now, another thing to note is while uh, the president had set up a presidential commission of inquiry, the parliament also set up its own uh, commission of inquiry. However, the president has directed all investigating officers not, uh, not to attend any inquiry summons given out to them 
by the by the parliament committee and uh, the resignation that we heard today of the chief uh, of uh, intelligence uh, agency uh, was also because he had attended uh, the meeting set up by the parliamentary commission of inquiry so mohan yeah so now switching our focus to on india and how india is coping with the increasing presence of uh, islamic state in the country now remember that the nia or the national in investigation agency had picked up a few isis suspects uh, for questioning and discovered the pending attacks in sri lanka it was also discovered that all incendiary videos were posted online from india uh, zaran hashim and had often used the boats of smugglers to travel back and forth from uh, southern india to sri lanka he was in constant touch with up to four uh, kerala youths uh, he had uh, founded the ntj styling it on a coimbatore organization which was responsible for uh, killing of a hindu munani leader in 2016 uh, the now recent investigations are now discovering that the ntj is an ideological offspring of rapidly growing funding sorry growing saudi funded tamil nadu based uh, tawhid jamaat which is headquartered in chennai multiple raids were carried out in 2018 to bust the isis modules in coimbatore this model members have already been charged by nia uh, not directly proven but can be related is the fact that many young and women men and women from kerala went to syria and iraq to fight for isis had directly transited through a safe house in colombo uh, nia is now investigating on all the people in india who were in direct contact uh putting together something like this in sri lanka would have taken months uh, the targets were three churches and three hotels uh, there was no religion associated with any of the hotels the churches were thus opportunistic and not likely to be a retribution for christchurch as some have said uh, now motivating six to eight bombers would have required months even probably years of uh, training they may have to be isolated to ensure that the will doesn't flag putting together suicide packs choosing targets and ensuring near simultaneous explosions is a is a sophisticated exercise and which requires a, a bomb maker much of this perhaps is beyond the ability of a local group and would require a skill set not easily available like we saw in uh, pulwama back in february now put together something where a bomber could put together something like this on a large scale and then disappear before the the events occur conversely raising or motivating suicide bombers is more for a local group isis is more likely to be uh, like a call center nowadays where you can call up and give the details and they would then claim the responsibility remember they primary held terror territory and terrorized groups in areas under their control now where did the expertise come from what is the message and the danger uh that such expertise is available for the right causes and what are the right causes yeah quite a few questions for the uh, for the investigating agencies to answer now let us also understand how intelligence gathering understand uh, how intelligence gathering works 
In the shadowy world of intelligent gathering, the alert is a much abused but vital tool that can make the difference between life and death. Every day, agencies deal with dozens of alerts, with the numbers occasionally crossing into three figures. But the toughest job is to act on them, as shown in Colombo. India's multiple intelligence failures, including the Pulwama suicide bombing or the Mumbai 2611, uh, uh, they, they kind of represent the intelligence failures. While the multi-agency center within the intelligence bureau, which is at the heart of the intelligence dissemination, has also had its fair share of uh, success and has managed to prevent lone wolf or even uh, Islamic State scale attacks within the country. The multi-agency center, which is referred to as MAC within the system, was revamped in 2009 after the 2011 attack to streamline the intelligence gathering and as the nodal body at the center for sharing intelligence input. The Apex body has 24 agencies, right from uh, the research and analysis wing raw and military intelligence to even the Central Bureau of Investigation and the Enforcement Directorate. All these, remember, they share intelligence on a day-to-day -day basis. The intelligence collected is then shifted through, classified, collated, and shared with law enforcers on the ground. On a typical day, as I told you, MAC uh, generates 10 to 15 alerts, but when a big event takes place or in a packed election season, the number of alerts can actually go up to almost 100,000 every year. For counterterrorism, MAC classifies threats into five theaters, namely Jammu and Kashmir, LWE, Northeast, Punjab, and the hinterlands. Its motto is to detect, disrupt, degrade, and eventually destroy. The information shared by agencies is broadly classified into four groups. Category A is considered the most reliable and credible. Category B is termed as credible, but unable to be corroborated. Each categorization has further subcategorization as well. Now, the Indian security agencies suspect that the terror attacks in Sri Lanka were by a Pakistan-based drug cartel. The drug smugglers based in Pakistan have been using the Sri Lankan sea route for the last seven years to export drugs to Europe after a clampdown on the Central Asian and Russian drug routes. According to the Indian intelligence officials, the drugs are boarded on boats and shipping vessels from Karachi, um, boats and shipping vessels from Karachi and transferred to Sri Lanka. Smuggling via sea runs lesser risk and the high seas provide a relatively easy route to a transit or a recipient country. The money generated from drug sales has been used to finance terror activities and encourage extremist ideologies in Eastern Sri Lanka at the behest of, uh, at the, behest of uh, the ISI. Uh, now, Mahinda Rajapaksa's regime had also turned a blind eye to activities in the Pakistan High Commission in Colombo. Uh, security experts now allege 
that the Lankan security apparatus, which uh, had engaged in a civil war with the LTTE, had uh, willfully ignored the reign of extremism in the eastern part of the nation. Uh, so the militant uh, Islamic State uh, claimed for the first time that it had it has established a province in India after the a clash in the contested uh, Kashmir region, which killed a militant with alleged ties to the group. Uh, the Islamic State's Amak news agency late on uh, Friday announced a new province that it called Vilaya of Hind in a statement that also identified uh, ISIS, uh, sorry, Islamic State inflicted casualties on the Indian army soldiers in town of uh, Amshipura in the Shopian district in Kashmir. The Islamic State statement uh, establishing the new province appears to be a designate appears to be designated to bolster its standing after the group was driven out from its self-styled caliphate in uh, Iraq and Syria in April, where at one point it controlled thousands of miles of territory. The establishment of a province in a region where it has nothing resembling actual governance is absurd, but it should not be written off. Um, many in India think that we have escaped the wrath of ISIS due to the inherent uh, strength of our plurality. While there are safeguards due to this, uh, the, and the intelli intelligence agencies have largely marginalized radical groups set up by transnational crime syndicates and many in Pakistan. India is not out of the woods, unfortunately. Uh, nothing signifies that more than the events in Sri Lanka. Uh, Indian Muslims are actually different. They are among the few who have an opportunity to rub shoulders and share lunches with people of uh, every faith. They participate in different religious festivals. There are cities where Hindu and Muslims sit together and decide the routes and timings of processions on days when their festivals clash. Uh, I mean, such interfaith bonhomie can rarely be seen anywhere in the world. Yet with all that, there are maverick elements on both sides who cannot rest in peace or promote the obvious strength of their nation. And organizations such as ISIS strives on divisiveness created by both these segments by promoting the mutual fears. The political, the politics of divisiveness will always exist in the strongest of societies, especially in open democracies. I mean, morals cannot be ever dictated, but they can they have to be pursued and and to expect a hundred percent of that is utopian there will always be a threshold dictated by international trends i mean strong societies overcome that with hiccups just as india is currently experiencing on one hand pakistan's strategy works towards promoting that divisiveness in india and there is a phenomenon of an organization such as an isis their interests are quite different but the methodology actually be the same. Uh, we not we cannot claim that India has firewalled itself against these efforts. There will be the elements within who will be influenced by extraneous propaganda made so much easier today by the existence of social media. Fake messages and hate messages will continue to rule the ether waves and somewhere they will impact just it as it happened in Sri Lanka. We have many more returnees from the Gulf than uh, Sri Lanka has. Each one of them cannot be monitored effectively. The sleeper cells do exist 
to rear their ugly head at the uh, opportune moments we have seen that in bangladesh and now uh, we have seen that in sri lanka so uh, that's friends uh, it's like uh, we are we had uh, on the episode today regarding the events in sri lanka so moving on to the recommendations part of our podcast uh, if you are listening for our to our episode for the first time each episode uh, we recommend to you any book article or any uh, other read that we feel might interest you so keeping the tradition going kishore what is your recommendation for this week yeah so when i was uh, uh, doing my homework for this episode i found that the observer research foundation orf they have a database about all the uh, islamic state activities in india so my recommendation for today would be that particular database which actually kind of details all the activities of uh, ios in um, in india for the past 5 uh, to 6 years and uh, mohan what is your recommendation uh my recommendation is uh, the program that i watched on rajya sabha tv uh, in the episode as episode in india's world program on the sri lankan terror attacks so that dear listener wraps up today's episode where we covered the easter sunday bombings in sri lanka to continue hearing about such interesting topics uh, please do subscribe to our channel india rising wherever you are listening to us we would also like to hear from you if you have any suggestions on any topics that you would like us to cover do remember that these topics should be directly related to indian foreign policy until the next episode this is mohan and kishor signing off